Hey there, fellow travelers of the Junlin Wastes. Mark back here again for the Traveling the Junlin Waste podcast, the TJW podcast for Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. And if it's a Tuesday today, it means tomorrow's Wednesday, which makes it a doubleheader Wednesday for us Star Wars fans, as Disney Plus will release the next episodes of The Bad Batch and The Mandalorian. Uh, in my previous, uh, my previous podcast uh, episode, I was talking about this past week's uh, you know, episode of The Mandalorian called The Convert. Um, I had some thoughts about that. Uh, today I'm going to talk a little bit more about uh, The Bad Batch and they're in, the last, in the episode that came out last week in preparation for these two new episodes that come out for tomorrow. Uh, but before I do that, some book news I wanted to, to share. Um, not really sure if we could call this book news, but uh, it's a little bit of an update. I know everybody's been listening to me talk about how I am looking forward to getting uh, the Star Wars Marvel Omnibus for the New Republic Volume 2. Uh, the reason being is because that Omnibuy is going to have the comic adaptation for the Thrawn trilogy as well as the Dark Empire trilogy as well. Probably two of the biggest, you know, Star Wars comic book events of all time. Those two uh, were just like a sensational hit. And uh, it's great to see that it's going to be coming in this larger omnibus uh, format. Now, it, we were originally told that uh, this volume was going to be coming out this September, beginning of September, um, you know, end of the summer, beginning of the fall. Um, over this past week, I've noticed, I noticed that Amazon really wasn't listing it and Barnes & Noble had taken it off their uh, listing as well, too. And through some, uh, some posts on social media, I noticed that people were saying that it's now being reposted as, or updated as a release date of June 2024, which is an awfully long time for it to be put on hold. Uh, it would seem to me that this volume of, uh, or this omnibus volume um, is 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 clearly going to be a big seller um at least for us eu fans who really enjoyed that comic adaptation of the throne trilogy and the dark empire trilogy um it made me think and wonder why is it uh being you know why is it being putting on hold first for such a long time um my first thought was well maybe it's a mistake or maybe it's a placeholder or maybe something has come up where they're they're changing the date it can't possibly be all the way out to june 2024 but um, I said, well, maybe they're, they're thinking about putting it out more towards like, you know, the holiday season type of, uh, of a release. But that doesn't seem like that's how it's going to be. Um, some of the uh, comic book shops in there and their sites still have it up as um, being released this September. But like I said, Aunt Amazon and Barnes & Noble are, are listing it as if you do find the listing, it is coming up for a release date of June 2024. And part of me wanted to ask, uh, you know, why? <laughs> No, I was really hoping to get this um, this year, but um, and look, even if it comes out next year, I, I, I still probably will, will, will plan on getting it. But the thought was in my head about why would they do that at this time? Um, I don't know if this is a reason why, but hear me out on this. If we can go back to last week's episode of The Mandalorian Called a Convert, um, we have that scene at the beginning, in the opening scenes, where uh, Bo-Katan and Din Djarin are uh, in their ships and they're trying to get away from uh, those Imperial TIE interceptors and uh, they're, they, they manage to, to, to escape through them and then as they're, they're turning around to, to get out of the area again, uh, Bo-Katan notices that a bunch of TIE bombers are bombing her palace. 
Um, Din convinces her that they got to get out of here because they, they, they can't take on an entire fleet of, of, of TIE interceptors and TIE bombers. And Bo-Katan says something pretty interesting. She says uh, something about the fact that all these ships, it seems a lot for an Imperial overlord. So I began thinking about this, and at first I was saying to myself, is this the First Order? Like, are we seeing, like, the first, you know, images of what ends up becoming the First Order? But I was like, that, I don't think so. At least this part of the timeline, they're still hidden. Um, they're still somewhere in Exegol, in the, in the Unknown Regions, uh, hiding out until Palpatine can put his plan into action again. And then I thought to myself, you know, I, I was thinking about this, and uh, at night I looked at my bookcase. Uh, just I couldn't sleep, and I was looking at some of them. And I saw my, my Thrawn trilogy on, on the bookcase, and then I thought to myself, wait a minute. Is it possible that the individual who is attacking Bo-Katan's palace is Admiral Thrawn? I mean, it seems like it could be plausible that it could be Admiral Thrawn, considering the fact that... You know, previous in in the previous Mandalorian season, you know, when we meet Ahsoka, she is looking for for Admiral Thrawn. We know that that Admiral last time we saw Admiral Thrawn, him and and Ezra being swooped away by that sea creature, by that space creature, uh, at the end of Rebels, and we don't know where they went. Um, and it seems to me that this is a good time to to bring up Thrawn again. It seems to me that they would want to bring him up in preparation for the for the upcoming Ahsoka series, which we know is in production right now. Um, is it possible that by the end, by the last maybe episode of this season of The Mandalorian, we're going to get a brief glimpse of Admiral Thrawn? Would that not be just awesome? Um, so if we could go back to my thoughts regarding the, uh, the Marvel Omnibus, that volume two of The New Republic, uh, that has the Thrawn... Uh, the, the, the comic adaptation for the Thrawn trilogy, I'm wondering if they're just trying to wait this out a little bit longer so that Thrawn is in the forefront of our uh, of, of our minds when it when it finally is is presented in Ahsoka because I can't believe that we wouldn't be able we're not going to see uh, Admiral Thrawn in, in the Ahsoka series at the very least you know they dropped his name and they tend to like to drop names and then wait a couple seasons before they bring out bring out the you know the, the individual that they speak about um, I'm wondering if that's the situation here that maybe Marvel's saying well you know Thrawn's going to be a little bit more prominent you know later on towards maybe towards like the, the mid to the end of this year and maybe the beginning of next year which will be able to lead them into to, to presenting this great volume uh, this great Marvel omnibus volume that has Thrawn in it I don't know if that's just you know you know sort of like a silly like you know explanation of <laughs> How I see this happening, but uh, it just—it it was just a, th a thought and a theory that that I had in the back of my head. If you have any thoughts or theories about this, whether it is uh, a theory behind why they're keeping this uh, latest uh, Marvel Omnibus Volume Two on hold until uh, you know summer of 2024, or if you have any thoughts about my theory regarding—and I wouldn't really call it my theory. This can't possibly be my own theory. I can't be the only one out there thinking that 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 that's Thrawn who is who's bombing the the. The, the palace of Bo-Katan. Um, I'm sure there are other podcasts out there which which either have mentioned it or are thinking about it as well too. But it's just a thought that I had. And if you have any thoughts about that or you have any theories behind that, send me a message on the Facebook page on the Traveling the Junlin Wastes podcast Facebook page. I'd love to hear what you think about that. All right. 
let's go now talk about the Bad Batch episode from uh, from last week. This episode was called Pabu. This was another very unusual, semi-standalone episode. Uh, the, uh, the episode opens up with, uh, with Fee and Omega in a bar trying to pick up a, uh, an artifact, an archaeological artifact that Fee wants to uh, bring back to somewhere. So um, the beginning of this reminded me a little bit of the opening scenes from uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom when they're in Club Obi-Wan and uh, Indy's trying to sell or he, that, that artifact that he's, that he's trying to sell um, you know, to uh, like, I forgot who it is. But anywho, he's trying to sell this artifact the same way that Fee is trying to buy the artifact from uh, this, this, this uh, looks like a very like, you know, um, you know, a, a, you know, seedy group of, 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 uh, of thieves. So, um, to make a long story short here, you know, eventually a little bit of a fight breaks out. The Bad Batch is there to uh, watch her back. They end up being able to, to, to take the, uh, the artifact and get back on their ship and to fly away. Um, so Fee talks about how, um, talks with, um, with the Bad Batch about how Omega needs, needs to have friends her age. And it's the first time we're hearing something like this because I think the Bad Batch feels like, you know, that, uh, at least, you know, Hunter and, and his crew, you know, they're a family, and, and Omega's part of the family, and, and what could, more could she possibly want? Um, Fee then, you know, ends up bringing them to to this sort of like, you know, out of the way, you know, hidden planet maybe, um, called Pabu, which the Empire really does not have any sort of uh, interest in because we're told that they don't really have any resources that they could utilize. Uh, but at the same time, they're also trying to, the Bad Batch is also trying to, like, lay low because Sid is on their tail, uh, now. She, 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 she sends them a message saying, you guys have been, you know, MIA for quite some time. I have a job for you to do, and if you're not going to do this job, I'm going to let out your little, let out the little secret of who you guys are. So, uh, they feel that they need to, to cut ties with, with Sid, and they're going to follow Fee back to this, uh, planet called Pebu. Um, interesting thing about it is that I, I, I really liked seeing this, this, this planet. Um, it's good to see a new planet in, in the Star Wars universe. Um, it gave me sort of similar vibes that I got to when I would see those planets that when I would play, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Um, it did have that very, very video game feel to it. As you land, it's a new, it's a new planet and you're walking around with the, uh, with the Bad Batch and the crew. Um, they meet all these, uh, you know, these these villagers who live there on on this planet. Who were told that most of them are refugees from different places. And the head of this uh, of this community is is a fellow named Shep. Um, you know, they they land there, and Shep says, "No, you guys are invited to uh, have dinner with us. We're having a feast, and uh, I want you guys to uh, to join us." So they start. You know, they they. This is something totally new for them because they are now having an experience which they may not have ever had in their life. They're having the, the, the life experience of being in relaxation mode. That there's no war here, the Empire is not here. Seems very lovely. It's almost like a, they're, they're almost in like this uh, Caribbean type of an island. Uh, you know, just far from it, from, from anywhere in which are, there are there any problems. Um, and it's one of these things that, uh, that, that they're beginning to notice that everyone here on this planet is almost like a family. Um, cute things that we see here in, in, in this episode as well, too. Some of like the, like, like these little monkey creatures they call, um, uh, Munjos or Munoz. Um, it seems to be that Omega and her friend are, uh, you know, 
really enjoying playing with them. And you're getting to see Omega for the first time acting like a kid. That she finally found somebody her age in an, in an area where there is no conflict or war. And she's just enjoying playing with the monkeys and, and they're eating snacks. And uh, as, as, you know, as the Bad Batch is there, you know, having the feast, you know, Omega goes to Hunter, you know, can I go with so-and-so to go on, on her boat to see, to, to, to see the sunset? And Hunter says almost like a dad, he goes, yeah, have a good time. Um, I think Hunter's really starting to feel this, this fatherly, uh, you know, connection with Omega. And I think all these guys are, are, are feeling like maybe this is where we're supposed to be. Uh, another thing I, I wanted to mention as well, too, it's fun to see how Fee and Tech uh, interact. I could see a little bit of a spark. I was talking about a romance between Bo-Katan and, and Din Djarin and the Mandalorian. I think we're starting to see a little bit of that of a spark between Tech and uh, Fee, which I think is uh, really adorable. Um, the episode continues further where there is some sort of like uh, an earthquake or some sort of like, you know, meteorological disaster going on where there's this big storm, big, you know, big tidal wave, almost something like, you know, like a monsoon or some sort of tsunami that would happen in some of these more tropical areas. Um, long story short, the Bad Batch helps uh, bring the, uh, the people who are living in like the lower areas of Pabu to the higher areas of Pabu. They save them all. Uh, and the next day, uh, we see the destruction from that tsunami or that big tidal wave that, that, hit, the, uh, that hit the island there. But uh, everybody's safe, you know, and uh, they're saying, you know, we'll, we'll we'll rebuild and we'll be we'll we'll be fine. Shep is really confident that his people who are there are we're all going to be taken care of. And I th and and Hunter asks him, would it be okay if we if we stick around and help you guys uh, rebuild a little bit? And and Shep is all all for that. Um, it seems as if the Bad Batch guys are, uh, you know. They're going to hang out there on Pabu for a little bit of time. I think Omega's going to really enjoy it. Um, this is something which I, I I think an underlying, you know, maybe message within this season is that the clones, all these clones, are more than what they what they were brought up to be or, 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 or more than what they were uh, grown to be. Um, you know, you hear always, you know, uh, Crosshair talking about, you know, good so we you have to be good soldiers, and that our purpose is to be soldiers for, for who we're fighting for. Um, and we're seeing these other clones who are being, you know, uh, let go from the uh, the Imperial Army because they say, well, their 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 time is done, and we're going to do we're going to use a conscripted army now, and they're letting them all go. And the clones keep asking themselves, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? We're, we're soldiers. That's all we know how to do. Uh, the Bad Batch has sort of, you know, transcended that in a way. Um, they are really finding their humanity, and they are going beyond what their programming is. They are, they're, they're seeing that there is more to life than just holding a rifle and, and being at war at all times. Uh, and I think Hunter is realizing that, that he sees himself maybe now, you know, planting some roots here on uh, on on this on this island with these with these other refugees he knows they'll be safe he knows amiga will be safe uh tech might even like you know said like his his this this friendship with fee is maybe going to blossom into something a little bit more um records always seems to be fine to be hanging out wherever he can like you know have a good meal and, and just have some fun 
Uh, and I think Omega wants to be here because I think she's finally realizing that, that she actually is a kid and, and she wants to be doing kid stuff. She wants to be playing and she wants to be having a good time and going to the beach and going on the water and playing swimming and all this other good stuff. So I think what this show is trying to show us here is that the clones really have gone this next step. That even though they were programmed to do Order 66, and they were programmed to be soldiers, and they were programmed to, to be, you know, part of the war machine, that they have, they have gone, you know, beyond that. They have stepped beyond that, and they could see that there is a bigger world out there, and that maybe, maybe that they want to have a little, a little part of, of this good life of, 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 you know, friends and family and, and, and community and, and being together as opposed to always flying around on their ship and, and looking for the next, you know, place they got to blow up. So, um, that's just a couple thoughts I had about that. I'm interested in seeing what's going to happen, uh, tomorrow on the Bad Batch and to see where this story is going to be taken. I got a feeling that as much as they probably want to stay on Pebu, I got a feeling that, uh, this is just going to fall on its head. And uh, unfortunately, I bet the Empire is going to be showing up. Crosshair is probably going to be showing up as well, too. And um, even though he is, we know, part of that experiment, I got a feeling something's going to go awry here. And the Bad Batch will be forced to be pulled back into that um, life of war. Uh, okay, so those are some, some, some thoughts I had regarding this latest episode of the Bad Batch. Uh, some other Star Wars news I wanted to mention as well, too. Uh, you know, convention season is, uh, you know, right around the corner. A lot of conventions have already started here in the uh, southeastern New England area. Uh, the big shows, uh, at least for me, that I, that I like to go to, Fan Expo, Boston, I mentioned, and Rhode Island Comic Con. Fan Expo is going to be in uh, the beginning of August and Rhode Island Comic Con in November. Uh, just announced today, just announced today that Fan Expo is going to be having... Uh, the, some of the cast from the Clone Wars animated uh, series. James Arnold Taylor, who played Obi-Wan, who voiced Obi-Wan Kenobi. Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker and Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka. So they're going to be there. Ashley was there last year. It's good to see that she's going to be back. Maybe I'll be able to finally get to meet her and uh, get in line early enough so I'm not standing there for, you know, an hour waiting for a very, very slow line to go forward. Um, it would be fun to, to meet uh, Matt Lanter and uh, James Arnold Taylor as well, too. Um, also there at Fan Expo right now from the uh, Mandalorian Emily Swallow who plays the Armorer um, she might be on my list here to get as well too uh, not sure yet I'm hoping to see that if there, there's going to be some other uh, Star Wars uh, guests as well too uh, that will come there but I think I am going to be going to Fan Expo Boston are you going to Fan Expo Boston? I'd be curious to if, if you are let me know and uh, maybe we can have a meet up or something uh, Rhode Island Comic Con in November uh, big Star Wars guests coming there who we met last year at Fan Expo Anthony Daniels C-3PO if you had had a chance to uh, to meet him here and you're living in the southeastern New England area make sure you make some plans to go see him he was just a it was just a blast to meet him <laughs> last year uh, a lot of fun uh, got an autograph from him also got an autograph for, for, for my son he got the uh, an autographed audiobook from uh, Anthony Daniels and uh, that was just a, a lot of fun to be able to meet him uh, one other thing I wanted to mention as well, too, uh, some of you have probably seen my pictures that I posted on the, uh, the official, uh, Facebook page of the TJW podcast, uh, some of my shelves, you know, uh, with some of my books and some of my mini busts and Funko Pops, uh, so I'm thinking about another, gosh, this has been on my, I, I've been back and forth about this for, for quite some time, 
Um, so I really would love to get the, uh, the Gentle Giant uh, Dark Side Ray uh, mini bust with her and her and her and her, you know, double bladed lightsaber. Uh, it comes with an interchangeable head. We can either have her looking calm and serene, or you take off the head and you put in the other head, which shows her uh, Sith teeth and her anger as she appeared in the Rise of Skywalker. So I've been going back and forth about whether or not I should pick up this mini bust. Uh, the pictures I get, it. it <sighs> The sculpt doesn't come exactly looking like Daisy Ridley as she did in her role there in the movie. And uh, the prototype that they had looked a little better than what has been going out um, from from uh, from the shop there. But uh, part of me still wants to have that dark side Ray mini bust. I have the, uh, the mini bust of her from her appearance in The Force Awakens. Uh, and I thought it'd be a nice compendium piece as well, too, to have. Or even if I can get myself uh, my hand on uh, on a Vader and an Emp and the uh, the new Emperor uh, minibus, that would be a cool combination. So, anywho, do you have any thoughts about that? About the uh, the Ray minibus, the Dark Side Ray minibus? Anybody out there have it and they are they they're they're happy with it or not happy with it? I got a feeling I'm gonna pull the trigger on this one because it's just even though it's not a perfect a perfect representation of how Daisy Ridley looked in the movie, I think I am going to uh, to get that. So it would be it would match nicely here on the second shelf of the uh, TJW podcast bookshelf, along with that uh, you know the, the the saber and the art from Patrick Davis and, and the Funko Pop of of Ray. I think it would be a nice, uh, interesting uh, balance on balance look at uh, at uh, the character of Ray. So uh, those are just some of my Star Wars thoughts today. How can you really get through a day without having some Star Wars thoughts in your head? If you do, like I said, send me a message here at the uh, Traveling the Gentleman Waste podcast Facebook page. And I'd love to hear uh, what your thoughts are. That is all for now. Hope everybody has a wonderful day. Enjoy the Mandalorian Bad Batch tomorrow, and I will talk to you soon. Have a good one, all.